So, I want to know from you guys tonight. Ready for it? Is God real? Yes. <laughs> Not a trick question. No, it's a real question. Is God real? Is God real? Um, now I know probably probably everybody you're you're like uh, we're at Longhorns for Christ. Um, well, hopefully God is real, right? You ever you ever seriously ask yourself that question though? I see a lot of also nodding, right? Is God real? Uh, I am a Christian minister. I am paid to believe that God is real, right? Or at least act like it, right? But now let me let me very very honest with you. Uh, even though this is my my profession, my calling, my life's work um, to to do this um, and to promote this and to help people, especially college students to walk in the way of God, to believe in God, to know the wonder and the power uh, and the incredible transformational experience of believing and loving God and knowing his love for you. I exist in days, every now and then, where I wonder, is God real? is somehow all of this that we do, all of this that we say we believe, all of this that we put so much into, is it just a construct? Is it just a thing that we have built around ourselves? Is God really there? And there's a lot of reasons that I wonder that sometimes. And I wonder that for different reasons at different times. There's different things that happen or different things that I think about or different things that, uh, that I'm exposed to that raises that question in me. And I will be honest with you that it's probably something that kind of sits underneath there in some level for me a lot of the time. I have to deal with that question. Is God real? I don't, I don't, I can't and I don't dismiss it. Um, maybe sometimes I'll put on a happier face with that than others, but I can't dismiss outright that question that exists in me sometimes. Now I still hang on, I've still hung on to my belief in God. And, and there are days where there's nothing that will convince me otherwise, right? And I'm thankful for that and that experience. But that question is real, for me at least. And I think it's one of the most anguished questions that's asked in the Bible. We actually see this question crop up in somebody 
who was probably one of the most outspoken proponents for not only the existence of God, but his Messiah in the person of Jesus Christ. Someone who's also, whose entire life was dedicated to, to proclaiming the, uh, the reality and the coming of the Messiah. And who, who was that person? Yes, but there was somebody whose whole life was the Messiah is coming and he's here. Who was that? John the Baptist, right? John the Baptist, right? But listen, listen to what happens with John the Baptist. We go to Matthew 11. And at this point in his his life, he has been imprisoned. And if you know anything about the, the life and the story of John the Baptist, you know that he is going to, like, like Jesus would after him, a very untimely death in a very cruel and awful kind of way. And we have this question. And I, when I first really read this question years ago, it, it hit me as a cry of one of the most deep, um, doubtful anguishings, that's a word, uh, of someone who had given themselves so deeply to something they thought they had believed in, but now were not so sure. So John, who's in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him to go to Jesus Christ himself from John and, and put these words to him. Are you the one who is to come? Or should we expect somebody else? Like, Jesus, I'm not really sure what this is coming to at this point. I'm in prison, going to my death. I've proclaimed something I'm not sure I even see from you. Is this all actually real? And let us... uh, let us understand the depths of what John has committed himself to in his whole life. He describes his encounter with Jesus at his baptism in this way. It's from John, uh, the, the, the disciple John wrote about this in the first chapter of John, verses 29 to through 33. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look! The Lamb of God who takes away the sin of of the world this is the one i meant when i said a man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me i myself did not know him but the reason i came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to israel my whole purpose of being is so that jesus christ would be revealed to you in his truth in his glory as the Messiah. And John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. 
And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. John had been told, revealed by God himself, a sign from heaven, the dove came down and rested on Jesus in his baptism. It was just, the how more convinced do you get than that kind of thing, those kinds of experiences? And yet, we get to the point where John is sending people to Jesus himself, despite all of that, to say, well, are you actually the one? I think we find ourselves in those places. And I'll be bold to say probably, and uh, forgive my supposition on your life and your faith, but I will be so bold to say, you probably have at least those moments as well, as do I. Is it real? We ask questions, and don't you feel, well, I'll confess, you feel guilty in those questions. It's hard to ask those questions like that or find yourself in a place like that without feeling guilty about it. What does it mean for me to have doubts like that, to have questions like that? And so this is what we want to talk about starting tonight. And we're going to embark on a series that we call Asking for a Friend. It's the difficult questions of life, faith, and the church and Christianity. And we're going to tackle a lot of these things. We're going to tackle a lot of the questions that, that swirl around us a lot of times, that a lot of us have uh, when it comes to these things. And we want to start tonight by helping you to know that if you are a person of faith, you have taken the intellectually risky position to do so. Now, hear me, hear me say that again. If you have embraced any level of faith, you have put yourself in the intellectually risky position to do that. And putting yourself in that position will necessarily leave you with questions. If you, if you claim faith and you don't have any questions about that ever at all, I'm just wondering... I'm, I, I would like to know how that works. <laughs> Teach me. Uh, blessings to you for that. Um, I grew up in church. Some of you did. Some of you didn't. Some of you, some of you never touched a church until just recently in your life. Uh, but I grew up in church. So when you grow up in church, it means like you have certain experience, especially in the kind of uh, church environment I grew up. I went to church camp. So who's, who are church camp? kids in here, right? A lot of you, all right. All right, so you know church camp. I mean, church camp is this kind of thing, you know, <laughs> and, and it's great, you know. So it's like, it's just this very highly spiritually charged environment, and, and I, I like it. I think, I think it's good. I think, I, I, I hope my kids go to church camp, um, but, but it is, it's a, it's a very highly um, 
uh, kind of faith-charged uh, uh, type of environment that um, can really, really get you going. But then, so I was sitting there when I, I think I was in, uh, in high school-ish, uh, and the, the guy who was speaking at the evening session of church camp, um, he says, it takes more faith to believe in evolution than it does to believe in God. And, you know, everybody's like, ah! <laughs> and, I, and I'm, I'm sitting and like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, is that, is that true? Is that, is that true? Because I, I mean, I, there are, there is, a, I'm sitting and I'm thinking like, there's like libraries and libraries and libraries of, of scientific, like well-founded, solid scientific evidence that I can go to to learn about the evidence of evolution in this world. And, and what, are we, what am I basing this understanding of God on, this old, single, ancient book here that itself is kind of, I don't, you know, we don't know everything about? I'm not sure if that's true, right? But then in that environment, you feel weird for thinking that, for believing that, for questioning that, right? The Bible itself defines faith. And it's very simple in its definition, and we read it in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11. Now faith, let's look at that. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what faith is. Faith is a conviction about something that we don't have the ability to prove. Right? That's what faith is. That doesn't invalidate faith. I hope that doesn't invalidate faith. But it helps us understand the reality that faith is standing on something that we cannot intellectually, solidly prove to another person. Anyway, faith is the assurance about what we do not see. It's deeply spiritual in its, in its reality and its experience, and what it is for us. This means we're the ones claiming something without the ability to prove it. This is intellectually risky because we are making claims that we can't demonstrate in any very verifiable way. I cannot prove to you that God exists. Maybe I can give you some evidences of that, and I think there's plenty of that. There, uh, and, and we should explore that, and we should talk about that, and we should understand those things. What are maybe some good evidences of the existence of God? I can tell you about my experience that is very real to me, that I understand, that I've been through, that leads me to a place of embracing the idea of the reality of God. But at the end of the day, I cannot prove that to you because it is still a claim that is based in faith. So we must be careful about this. 
And we must ask questions because it demands a kind of intellectual humility from us. As people of faith, we cannot be arrogant about that. We, it's, it is, they are uh, uh, solidly opposed to each other. If you, are, if you claim faith, you're putting yourself in a humble, humble position um, about that. So it's not only okay to have questions. It's necessary for us to ask them and to explore them. And I hope we can do that. Critical thinking is, an, is as important in faith and with God as it is in every other area of life. We must do that. Faith is not about accepting whatever you're taught or feel like or you're supposed to believe. Right? That's not faith. That's just following. That's just, uh, that's just swallowing things because they're in front of us. It doesn't mean that everything about faith or our spiritual life will be rational because we know, we know the truth of that. Like the very nature of spiritual things and the spiritual life leads us to things that aren't fully and completely rational. But that doesn't mean we can't be critical thinkers at the same time. It means that we must carefully consider what we think we believe and what others believe. I think we can be a people who do that uh, very, very well. But it doesn't mean that process will be easy. In fact, it will probably be difficult a lot of the time. So, faith is an intellectually risky position. We understand that. And because of that, it's okay to have questions, right? It's necessary to have questions. And then we need to be a safe place to ask questions. We need to be a safe place to have doubts, doubts and wrestle with those doubts. We need to be a safe place to be open with each other about all of these things. And at Longhorns for Christ, we want you to know We want to be very, very clear that it's okay to ask hard questions. It is okay. And asking questions isn't a process that takes us away from something. I think that's why sometimes we fear it or we're embarrassed by it or we don't want to admit it really very openly with each other because we think it makes us less of something or it takes us away from this thing we're supposed to be, this church camp thing, you know, with each other. Um... No, it's it's not always going to be that way for us. It's what can get us closer to truth. Asking good questions is a pathway to greater truth together. And I want to encourage that here and with us and among us. So here we can say, we can be a people who say, I'm struggling with this idea. It's hard. I can't really get myself around it. Or I'm, I'm not sure I can accept that completely. Or I'm not sure about that. You know, that was said or that was taught or I read this. And I'm just not sure about that. What about this? 
What about this idea? What about this way of thinking? What about this approach to that? Or what about this idea? Um, why is fill in the blank that way? Why is it like that? Why do we do that? Why do we believe that? So it's also a place where we can have different ideas or beliefs about things and still love, accept, and understand each other. This room right now has an incredible diversity of understandings, beliefs, practices, and levels of faith. I know that because I talk with you guys. I mean, you reveal a lot of that to me, and I'm thankful to you for that. Right? There's an enormous amount of diversity here, and that's rich. That's good, and we can love each other deeply in the midst of that. This should be good for us, and we should not be afraid to share, share that with each other, to learn from each other, to question each other, and to challenge each other in those things. I hope that all of us are strong enough, even in our doubts, to be able to do that with each other and grow in really rich ways from that. So this semester, we're going to take a hard look at some of the difficult questions that have risen to the surface in many of our experiences. Things like uh, next week, we'll, we'll talk about, do I need to go to church? Um, if God is good, why do bad things happen? Uh, what do I do about injustice? Uh, can I lose my salvation? Uh, is the Bible credible? Uh, what about alcohol and drugs? Uh, is sex before marriage actually bad? Uh, what about other religions and denominations? Um, do I have to be a Republican to be a Christian? Um, does prayer actually work? Now, uh, We've worked hard to whittle down these questions from a massive, massive list. If you go in my office, the whole board is filled up with uh, just tons and tons and tons of questions uh, that are all very real and all very important. Uh, and we could spend the next five years uh, uh, doing a lot of those uh, questions every week. Um, but so, so as you know, as, we, as is usual, we are just kind of hitting along the surface of some of these and hitting some of the peaks there along the way. Um, and in our time together, as, you, as is probably obvious, we're not going to answer all of these questions. And not all of these questions are going to have a, some solid or easy answer. Uh, some, some may, uh, and we can, we can get to those and wrestle with things along the way. Uh, but some of them, we may not come to any kind of solid or uh, really easy conclusion uh, to some of those. Um, but that's why I want to encourage the life groups. And I want to encourage you to connect with a life group. And two of our life groups um, are following these. Two of, two of those groups are going to dive into these questions specifically every week. Um, as we follow through uh, this series. Uh, now, all of the life groups are great for b just being places where you can be honest and open um, about yourself. I mean, whether they're following these specific questions or not. Um, 
But even though that we have identified some questions uh, that, uh, uh, that we want to uh, hit on through the rest of the semester, we still want to know the questions that are out there. What are the questions that have been creeping up uh, in your mind and your heart? Uh, what are the questions that just uh, you're not sure you can even ask or you've really wanted to ask? And we want to give you that chance right now. Now, not to put you, put you on the spot at the moment, but if you have something, I want to just give you the next few minutes uh, and point your phones up to the screen. If you pull up your camera app, it should recognize the QR code. I'll take you straight to the page. Or you can enter that, uh, uh, that address right there, longhornsforchrist.org slash questions. And we'll give you just the, the next few minutes uh, to do that. And be, this is, it'll be totally uh, anonymous. So we'll have no idea who, uh, who any of these questions uh, are coming from. So, uh, you know, still be good with that. Um, but uh, we want to know. We want to add to the list of, of things that, that are sitting on people's hearts and minds uh, that we can possibly. And if there's any of these questions that really... Um, are really hammered by a lot of you. Uh, we may uh, we may uh, do some uh, um, some altering to our uh, series along the way. So I want to give just the next few minutes uh, do this, uh, and then we'll move into uh, time of communion. All right. We'll keep at that. Uh, if there's more, just go back to that page. Uh, and enter any more that you think about uh, through the rest of the night or this week. Uh, and I'll be sure to have all of those answered uh, by the end of the day tomorrow. Uh, so, thanks. Um, so the, the bottom line tonight is uh, we want you to know uh, that you have a place, uh, at least here, where you can be safe and you can be encouraged uh, to be honest and open um, and true to yourself about the questions uh, that you have. And we will, uh, we will stand with you, and we will go with you, and we will be with you um, in, uh, in wrestling uh, with those. And it's okay. Uh, because, uh, like I said, uh, that's how we get closer with tr to the truth. And uh, Jesus uh, Christ himself, and it's even it's in John 6, and it's even uh, emblazoned across the... the um, at the bottom of the tower. And what's that phrase? What did he say? You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Right? You see that on the tower, but it's the words of Jesus um, himself. And I think this is going to be a pathway where we can pursue truth together. So we're going to go into a time of communion uh, now, and Aubrey is going to uh, take us there.